This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, a win for the National Treasury Employees Union. DHS is on the hunt for a new chief information officer. And how can the Navy improve its training for sailors at the helm? These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The National Treasury Employees Union Bargaining Unit at the Social Security Administration will keep its telework program. The Federal Service Impasses Panel says the telework program NTU bargained for should stay intact. SSA wanted to be able to change the telework program for 2,100 hearings office employees, but did not specify what changes it wanted to make. This latest decision comes as SSA plans to end its telework program for some 11,000 customer service employees next week. Unions at the Department of Veterans Affairs have until January 10th to decide whether they'll pay rent on currently occupied government-owned office space or leave. VA says it'll provide rental costs for their occupied space next month. Unions are expected to leave by January 31st and return all VA-owned property and equipment. It's part of VA's effort to enforce all provisions of the president's 2018 executive orders on collective bargaining and official time. DHS is looking for a new CIO. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has details. Homeland Security Department Chief Information Officer Dr. John Zangardi is leaving for a private sector role. Zangardi told staff in an email obtained by Federal News Network that his last day was Friday. Industry sources say Zangardi will be joining Lidos as an executive vice president in late November. Beth Capello, the DHS deputy CIO, is expected to become the acting CIO. Among Zangardi's accomplishments over the last two years is the move to Windows 10 across the department and the creation of a cloud center of excellence. I'm Jason Miller. The Homeland Security Department is spending more than $2.2 million a year to assess the cyber vulnerabilities of critical infrastructure systems. It wants to know if its current collections process still makes sense. DHS issued a request for comments on its approach that includes site visits and questionnaires. Among the questions, DHS wants feedback on the accuracy of the information collected and the burden on the critical infrastructure providers. Comments are due December 16th. The groundwork is being laid for the future of supercomputing. The White House's Office of Science and Technology Policy issued an update to its National Strategic Computing Initiative. The updated strategy looks at ways to build a foundation for advances in supercomputing by improving cybersecurity and access to data. OSTP also stood up a fast-track action committee on strategic computing this summer to address these issues. The initiative serves as an update to a 2016 strategy released by the Obama administration. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration proposes a new set of strategies and seeks comments from the public. More from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. NOAA wants to expand the application of unmanned systems, artificial intelligence, cloud computing, and a field called omics. Omics refers to analysis of materials like DNA and proteins. Officials rolled out the draft strategies at a White House summit last week, a summit emphasizing partnerships with the private sector, including academia, in NOAA's scientific work. The public can comment on the new strategies through December 16th. I'm Tom Temin. The House Modernization Committee is looking at ways to move member offices to agile procurement procedures and greater use of shared services rather than having individual members purchase their own IT equipment. House Inspector General Michael Tashinsky told the committee the House could cut costs by putting its chief administrative office in charge of an approved products list and centralizing the purchasing of office items like computers, printers and copiers. 
The Pentagon has failed its second year of financial audits, and as Federal News Network's Jared Server reports, the results show the department is in many ways facing an uphill battle. A year ago, the team of more than 1,400 auditors made more than 2,400 recommendations to fix DOD's finances. The second audit, released Friday, shows the department has fixed only about 500 of those problems, and in the meantime, auditors made 1,300 new findings. They've also identified more serious financial problems known as material weaknesses. Last year's audit turned up 20 of those. As of now, there are 25. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. There are still some issues with the training of sailors in charge of driving ships. The Government Accountability Office says the Navy needs to implement ways for sailors to provide feedback on training, and it needs to develop a plan to use information from logbooks that sailors use to document ship driving experience. The Navy made significant changes to its training after ship collisions in 2017. As a result, the Navy increased training hours and added extra classroom and simulation time. The Air Force wants more women to apply to be pilots, even if they don't meet the height requirements. Pilots are supposed to be between 5 feet 4 inches and 6 feet 5 inches. However, the Air Force says there are many ways to work around those restrictions. Currently, almost 45% of women ages 20 to 29 don't meet the height standards. The Air Force says it's making a push for more women to apply for waivers to be pilots because the service wants to increase diversity in its ranks. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.